fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We've just had the best decade in human history. Seriously. Let no one tell you that the second decade of the 21st century has been a bad time. We are living through the greatest improvement in human living standards in history. Extreme poverty has fallen below 10% of the world's population for the first time. Global inequality has been plunging as Africa and Asia experience faster economic growth than Europe and North America. Child mortality has fallen to record low levels. Famine virtually went extinct. Malaria, polio, and heart disease are all in decline. Little of this has made the news because good news is no longer considered news. It's the last Friday of 2019. My name is James T. Harris. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. James T. Harris is sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I am a conservative radio talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is The Conservative Circus. I am the ringmaster. And the big top is the News Talk 550 KFYI. We are on Monday through Friday, 4 to 7, and we just absolutely love uh, talking about what is going on in our country. We love celebrating the President of the United States because we really do believe that he is part of the good things that have been happening in the first two decades of the 21st century. Now, some of you may argue with me. James, how could you say this? What about Syria? What about the Ukraine? What about Donald Trump? How can you possibly be saying that things are better? You know, it was uh, Matt Ridley. He is a writer out of the UK. He is part of the conservative party. He came out with this article. That's what I read from the opening up the show today. We've just had the best decade in human history. And the byline is something that um, I talk about all the time. Uh, it didn't make the news because good news is no longer considered news. This is something that we talked about yesterday on the Glenn Beck program, how the news is not out to uplift, how the news is not out to even report the truth, let alone, you know, the truth, the, the story. No, the news is right now about destroying the president about ignoring his accomplishments. But if you were born or before the 1980s, you remember a world in which there was poverty, famine. You remember the images of the of, of some of the famine victims around the world, primarily in Africa. You remember these things. You remember the disease rates. You remember uh, global inequality. It's something that the left still talks about in the face of human achievement. When we turn our attention to the United States of America and we look at what has, what has gone down over the last few years, my goodness. Here's just a few of President Trump's accomplishments. 
fasten safety belts. Here we go. Trump tax cuts and regulatory reform. We had the USMCA trade agreement negotiated and passed. We have Mexico halting illegal migration flows. We have new Central American amnesty agreements. We have border wall under construction. We have lower energy costs. We have lower and stabilized fuel costs. We have the highest blue-collar wage gains in decades. We have seen the largest resurgence of manufacturing jobs in the last 50 years. We have the Korea-U.S. trade agreement, the U.S.-Japan trade agreement. We have the U.S.-China trade agreement phase one. We have withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific Multinationals. That was called the TPP. We had the dissolution of the Paris Climate Treaty. <laughs> I love that one. Approval of Anwar Energy Developments. We have five new gasoline refineries that are underway. Do you remember when a refinery would go down in Texas? It would disrupt everything. Well, the President Trump has addressed that. We have U.S. energy independence. We are now the world's largest producer of energy. We have the largest employed U.S. workforce in our country's history. 150,000 employer registrations to U.S. trade skill apprenticeships are underway. Seven new industrial steel manufacturing plants. We have a low and stable 1.5% inflation. We have the highest GDP growth amid industrial countries. We have the highest consumer confidence in decades. They're saying that this holiday between Black Friday and Christmas is a whopper, a blowout. We have the highest small business confidence in decades. 7.3 million jobs available right now. We have one-year net employment gains of 2.4 million workers. We have two Supreme Court justices because of President Trump. We have over 176 lower uh, judges, lower court judges. There have been no new wars since President Trump has been in office. We have a, a embassy in Jerusalem. We have North Korean hostages that were released. ISIS has been destroyed. The caliphate has been dismantled. Al-Baghdadi is dead. Ladies and gentlemen, under this president, our country is winning. Are you tired of winning? I am not tired of winning. All last year, when you turn on the television, we were told that a recession was coming. All last year, no, we can go back further. Upon the election of this president, we were told that the stock market is going to crash. The stock market is at all-time highs, as is NASDAQ. Why are we not celebrating this news? Why are we not celebrating these triumphs? Well, in this country, it's because of Trump derangement syndrome. That is a new phenomena here and across the world. We actually have 
very powerful people who are in control of the media who have sworn to destroy this president because they don't like him. Project Veritas exposed Zucker over there at CNN. Project Veritas has a CNN executives on tape, as well as the CEO, talking about a daily campaign to destroy the President of the United States. We see the derangement syndrome over on MSNBC. We see the President's accomplishments ignored on ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS. There's only half of Fox that talks about the accomplishments of President Trump and the liberal media cannot abide by it. Now, we do have outlets on the right. We have the blaze. We have outlets on the right. We have we have conservative talk radio. And we are starting to see how more and more Americans are migrating away from these mainstream media sources, from these liberal media sources, and they're looking elsewhere. I invite them to come here. I invite them to come to the circus. I invite them to follow uh, pundits and uh, conservative pundits. Because you know what? They may be biased. They may tell you that they're conservative. But they're not going to set out and try to deceive you and lie to you. And that's what we have been. The media has been trying to deceive us in lying to us. Now, there's more. It's not just the fact that we have the left out there who is trying to destroy the president. I'm sorry, the media. We also have a real strong very dangerous surge in socialism. Socialism. Well, the Democrat Party is pretty much gone socialist. Uh, I think that when we look at the 2020 candidates right now, the strongest candidate is, wait for it, wait for it, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and I'm laughing because that ought to be absolutely ridiculous. He should have been laughed out of the building last go round. But Bernie Sanders cut a deal. He could have called out Hillary Clinton's corruption. He could have called out how that whole thing was rigged with the DNC and Debbie Wasserman Schultz back there in 2016, but he did not. And what did he get out of it? Two extra houses and a book contract. He's now a millionaire. And because Bernie Sanders is a millionaire, he no longer complains about millionaires. He complains about billionaires, you see. And if Bernie gets to cut another deal, he won't complain, complain about billionaires. He'll be, he'll be complaining about gazillionaires. But the real thing that's dangerous is not that Bernie Sanders is going to win the Democrat nominations and, and then win the presidency. No, no, no. The real danger is that Bernie Sanders is amassing a, an army, a movement, and he's handing it over to AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And AOC is stuck on the stupidity of socialism, 
we just talked about how our country has been absolutely on a, a high the last two or three years. We've talked about how the first two decades of the 21st century have been on point. Uh, coming up next, there are people who don't believe that. There are people who believe the opposite. And we're going to listen to them. And I hope that you feel that this is dangerous. My name is James T. Harris. I'm sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. We've just had the best decade in human history. We have seen problems that have plagued humanity for, for, for decades, for, for centuries get addressed. We've seen amazing economies under this president. We have seen amazing economic growth. We have seen poverty, poverty be, be addressed. And yet we have a group of people out there. And what's frightening to me, we have a group of young people out there that are not seeing what we see. You see, I'm old enough to remember the so-called energy crisis. I'm old enough to remember even in odd days to buy gasoline. I'm old enough to remember uh, Jimmy Carter's malaise. I remember Jimmy Carter sitting in that cardigan sweater telling us to turn down the thermostat in our house to like 68 degrees. My father was like, <laughs> well, I'm a, if there's an energy crisis, I'm going to use up what I got. <laughs> Crank that baby up to 75, 76. I remember President Reagan coming into office and, and reversing things, the, the Reagan boom. I remember the Democrats trying to take credit for it. We are living in a period of time right now, unlike anything, well, I will say since the 60s, when I was a kid. We have a whole generation of people coming up right now who do not understand how good it is. Oh, they experienced the horrible ec economy under under uh, Obama. But they don't believe it was bad. You have a whole generation. Or say half of a generation that was set back by that. But they don't believe that that is bad because the television told them that it was good. Now we have another wave here. This is wave is even more frightening to me because in the face of this economic prosperity, we have charlatans out there who are singing the siren songs of socialism. And right now, the most popular one is AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And here she is on the campaign trail for Bernie Sanders. Because we know, once again, that this moment is not about one four-year presidential campaign. This is a movement decades in the making. 
It's a movement of anti-racist black liberation activists, of immigration activists, of queer liberation activists, of the labor movement. It is a movement of all people and causes come together. And we have to take it to the starting line because that's what we're fighting for. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And here we go once again with identity politics. We talked about that yesterday. Identity politics. Black liberation, LGBT, anything but white. Not, not, if you're white and you're male, you're not a part of this movement. If you're white and you're male, you're part of the problem. But I want you to listen to what she said. This is a movement decades in the making. Decades in the making. She's telling you the truth. She's telling you, we're not going to get it all this time. But we're going to get it. We're going to get it in the future. We need to listen to this. We need to understand that this is real. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This election is about the start of this work because we're nowhere near there right now. So we need to fight to start this work the establishment of an advanced society. Ooh. Ooh. So much for fundamental transformation. She's talking about the start of, a, of an advanced society. We're talking about trying to, 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 uh, uh, change we're not, we're not acknowledging the fact that we are in an advanced society. No, 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 no. Because the young socialists say otherwise. And then in the middle of the speech, a, a chant broke out. Thank you. Oh, my friends. <laughs> Dear Americans, I want you to take this woman seriously. I really don't believe um, uh, that uh, she was the real deal. I, I didn't believe that in the beginning. Uh, when you hear about how she got involved in the in the race in the first place, it was sort of like a casting call. She's an actress. She had some people who were handling her who would tell her what to say. I think that that has, has changed. She's studied up now. And she understands the movement when she sees it. And I do believe we're going to be seeing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the very near future when she's old enough to make that run. 888-727-BECK is the telephone number if you want to weigh in. We are living in a great economy, and yet we have people who are complaining about it people who are saying that it's backwards progress is backwards my name is james c harris sitting in for glenn beck this is the glenn beck program you're listening to glenn beck my name is james c harris sitting in for glenn beck this is the glenn beck 
program. Uh, we're talking about what's happening um, in our culture, in our society, in Western civilization. As a matter of fact, we started talking about what's going on in the world in the last 20 years. In the last 20 years, the last two decades have just been amazing for our planet. Now, I'm starting to sound kind of like a like a liberal here with the uh, whole uh, global warming and climate extinction. But the, cli- the, the, the climate, the planet has been doing very, very well, and people are absolutely in denial about it. Why? Because it doesn't fit their narrative. And, of course, the media. They're going to pick up the negative, the negativity, and they're going to spread it. So if you are a watcher of television, if you are a consumer of of uh, news, what we call the news in this country, chances are you're not a very happy person or you're a person that's like racked with fear. And a lot of these crowds that the that the ALCs and the Bernie Sanders are speaking to are young and they're full of fear and they're full of doubt. I got to give it to Bernie Sanders, though. Uh, he pulled in ALC. She's doing some campaigning for him because he just had a heart attack a couple of months ago. I thought that that was going to pretty much knock him out of the race. But here he is. We have seen uh, a senator. I call her Senator Spreading Bull. That's a Senator Warren. She's getting caught up in lies. But what really has destroyed her was her health care plan. Talking about trillions and trillions and trillions. Nobody want to hear that. Especially Wall Street, especially uh, uh, captains of industry. But Bernie Sanders, he is out there now. He, even though um, uh, we have the media saying that Joe Biden is a front runner, I do not believe that. Joe Biden can't even pull a crowd of ten people. I'm, I'm not lying. He got a crowd. What was it, eight the other day? Come on, this is a pretty healthy crowd out there for Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders, you know, with the ALC, our campaign is not only about defeating Donald Trump. Our campaign is about a political revolution. It's about transforming this country. What is it with the left with fundamental transformation? Isn't that what the Obama was out there saying? Funda- we want to fundamentally transform the country. What's wrong with it? And what I have to say about this latest attempt to transform the country, you're trying to transform prosperity. But see, that's what socialism does. It takes prosperous nations and it ruins them. And there are absolutely plenty of examples of this all around, and the media ignores it, purposefully does not show us what happened in Venezuela. Purposefully. Our campaign is about transforming this country. It's about creating a government and an economy that works for all people, not just the 1%. Meanwhile, when we look at states in the union that are run by the left, run by liberals, by socialists, what kind of shape are they in right now? One of the biggest disasters out there is... California. If you live in California, please forgive me. Um, I do not mean to disparage anything that I'm about to say. I don't mean to you know, be hard on you, but we have to acknowledge some things here. We do. Your state is being run really suckily right now. Just bad. Horrible. Just bad. <laughs> it's horrible. 
you go to San Francisco, you go to Los Angeles. I was there recently. I was in I was in uh, the San Francisco area to see my Green Bay Packers get destroyed by the San Francisco 49ers. It was a horrible experience. And then from there, I went up to San Francisco just to double down on my misery. You could say, what a beautiful city. What great potential. But we all know what's going on. You go to certain parts of that city. The last time I was on the Glenn Beck show, I, I told you something that was encouraging because there was a, a individual who I really don't, you know, hang around in this world. But he was like singing the praises of Trump begrudgingly. He was talking about how Trump is bringing people together. And the one thing that's true about Trump is he, he's about America first. Now things are so bad in California. The, the, the economy is so weak. Housing problems, homelessness problems, disease problems that you actually have the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, not taking on personal responsibility for himself. No. He's lashing out at President Trump. He's saying that it's President Trump's fault. Why is it Donald Trump's responsibility to take care of the housing race, crisis right. that California well, has caused? Well, he's president of the United States. Right. And I imagine he cares about people in the United States. And he cares about the largest state in the United States of America. And I imagine if you're president of the United States, any leader like myself feels a deep sense of responsibility to address some of the most vexing issues in the country. In that respect, you would imagine some accountability and some responsibility to be supportive. You, it sounds and like to you're deflecting out. towards him um, that he's the answer to the problem when the housing, the prices of California housing, so, and the ability to afford it is not matching up. I would encourage you to take a look at what we've been doing, which mm -hmm. you may not be familiar with, and I imagine mm -hmm. if you did take a look at what we just did in the last year, mm -hmm. you would see a very different, different picture be painted in your mind. And that yeah, yeah, yeah. If you looked at what we did, it would be a different picture in your mind. What, what do you mean what, what you've done? I'm looking at how it is. But notice, he's saying, you know, the president, this is the biggest thing, the president should be concerned about it. The fact of the matter, the truth of the matter is the president is concerned about it, and we're going to have uh, Ben Carson with housing starting to move in with some innovative uh, ideas to address the issue. My point is simply this, Gavin Newsom, is, he's not addressing the issue. We got other failed governors and failed uh, mayors of uh, blue cities. They don't take responsibility. Here's another great example. You got Jack Young. He is the mayor in Baltimore. And as you know, Baltimore has a, they got a crime problem. They got a murder problem. When Jack Young was asked about this, here's how he responded. There's not um, any lack of leadership on my part. Um, I've been moving the city forward because I'm not committing the murders and that's what people need to understand. I'm not committing the murders. The police commissioner is not committed it. Um, the council not committing it. So how can you fault leadership? It's not my fault. I, I, I didn't do the murders. I didn't commit any murders. The police chief, they didn't commit any murders. Why are you blaming me? I didn't do it. <laughs> well, Mayor, what are you going to do about uh, the crime problem? Uh, wh why are you asking me? Why don't you ask the people who are committing the crimes? See? That's what we get with liberal, uh, liberal uh, leadership. We get excuses. 
uh, we've get, we get deferring. We don't get them embracing the situation. We don't get them owning the problem. They come in, they screw things up, and then all of a sudden, people start fleeing the state. Californians fleeing the state, and guess where they're showing up? Right next door, right in Arizona. We, we don't want this. I'm actually trying to uh, uh, advance some legislation that if you are a refugee from the state of California, you are not allowed to vote. When you move into a new state, until you understand the political process, until you understand why you were fleeing, yeah, you can't vote. <laughs> we got to bring some balance to the force here. You got a lot of folks who are fleeing these liberal states, and they're coming over into the to what they want to call the red states, flyover country, and messing that up with their liberal policies, with no idea of how these policies have ruined they ruined. There are parts of California that are just ruined, and it's nothing more than policies. Not knowing how to have policies, not embracing economic policies that are going to make your area grow. It's like if, if listen, uh, uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, listen, Bernie Sanders, how about if you all go into California and show those politicians how things want to be done? Use that as a laboratory for democracy. And if it works out, then we can take you seriously when it comes to running the country. They can't do it. Because they can't do it. Because socialism fails every single time it is tried. And liberal policies wreck countries and they wreck states. We have a little uh, impeachment uh, update here. Uh, some news broke. I knew about this news already. I, I think it's been hinted around the country. But when it comes to the steel dossier that was used to basically uh, 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 spy on the president's campaign, well, we got some more deep staters. We've got some more establishment folks who are being exposed. My name is James T. Harris. Sitting in for Glenn Beck, this is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. I'm a talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is the Conservative Circus. Of course, I am the ringmaster, and the big top is News Talk 550 KFYI. You can follow me uh, on the Twitter, on Twitter, by, <laughs> I'm about to say the Twitter machine dating myself <laughs> on twitter at james t harris you can find me on facebook at james t harris media one of the things that i love about living in the great state of arizona is we find ourselves you know at ground zero for many of the shenanigans that go on and one of the great sources that i like to to read in arizona is an outfit called the arizona daily independent if you want to know what's happening uh, in the great state of arizona if you want to know what's happening even nationally uh, this little outfit breaks a lot of stories and 
And what I love about them is they're independent. You can get some conservative viewpoints. You can get some Green Party. You can get some some socialist even at times. But it's honest. It's not propaganda. It's honest. They're coming from the people who really think this way. So it could put something on your mind. But their content is on point. And back in the day, we're talking a couple of years ago, I was talking to some folks from the Arizona Daily Independent, and we the subject was Senator John McCain. Senator John McCain. And the speculation was that uh, uh, he, uh, being a, a never-Trumper, and he was out there never-Trumping never Trumping before the whole never-Trumper thing became a thing. He was one of the, he'd be the, the grandfather, the grand poobah of never-Trumpers. The... The rivalry. No, that's not the word. I'm, I'm, what's this word? The, the Hatfield and the McCoys. What was that? That was a, that wasn't a rivalry. That was a, a feud. Yeah. The feud between President Trump and Senator John McCain is epic. It's going to go down as one of the great, the great ones uh, in the country. And uh, the hatred that the senator had for, for uh, the president is epic. If you remember, one of the promises that uh, President Trump made that uh, he was going to repeal uh, health care, Obamacare. And then we got the whole campaigning on repeal and replace. And even though we were dealing with a lot of never Trumpers, a lot of people who were establishment Republicans. The president was able to get, with the help of the Republican Party, you know, get down to the to a vote of whether or not we're going to repeal or skinny repeal Obamacare in the middle of the night. We'll never forget this for those of us who are political junkies. We, we say it, but we watch this. In the middle of the night, it came down to John McCain. It was orchestrated to come down to John McCain. And he walked up to the front of the Senate and put his thumb down. Thumb down. And that was the vote that kept Obamacare alive, right? <laughs> How many of you think that he did that for the good of the country? See, he ran his campaign on repeal. So now here he is not repealing. And everybody knows it was despite the president. You have to understand this club this president club and the president wannabe club, or I tried to run for the president. That's a very, very tight organization, a tight outfit. And they don't forget. And John McCain felt as though he was insulted by, by uh, the president and rightfully so. But the dossier, the steel dossier that made up garbage by from the, from the Hillary Clinton campaign, that the FBI used to spy on the Trump administration? Yeah, John McCain's fingerprints are all over it. The IG report reveals that the steel funnel claims through John McCain after the FBI dropped him. It's amazing. Maybe this is why uh, we have the the uh, Senate that doesn't want to really investigate this. Maybe this is why Lindsey Graham is Graham is is hesitant to look into this. I don't know, but we got deep state players. We've got never Trump Republicans, and their fingers are all over this cold civil war. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program.